Hey guys, GM, GM, how are you guys doing? Maeve, it's good to be back after one and a half weeks of rest, man. How are you doing, buddy? Ooh, brother, <laughs> my god, my god, I'm excited. It's been a while. Uh, don't know if I'm rusty, but uh, I'm hella excited, everyone. <laughs> yep, yep. Guys, if you guys didn't know, like me and Maeve, we did uh, spaces, I, I think, what, like four or five months every day. And uh, last week, we decided, you know what, let's revamp the whole thing, have one and a half weeks of break and come back with three different shows and each target to do, I mean, like different stuff, different kind of stuff. So I'm pretty excited to see what we have today. Uh, let's get everybody on stage. Today's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fun night, Maeve. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's get some tunes and uh, let's get everybody on. Gonna, gonna take some time but uh excited man <laughs> <laughs> yep yep all right guys um and, and everybody that is invited to speak just come on stage uh you know Maeve here will give you up but uh before that Maeve I've been working on the tune and uh, if you guys don't know I'm like a huge fan in terms of having like good music and today you know just to bring that whole mahjong sessions vibe let's get into it Jeez. the tune of Mahjong Sessions. Guys, welcome to Mahjong Sessions, powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia. The goal of Mahjong Sessions is simple, right? To create the most powerful Asian alliance with Blue Chip Asia sub-communities and also top Asia projects. And on today's first ever episode, I'm happy to have communities such as, you know, D-Gods Hong Kong and Asia. We have the Youth Family, Avium, Paji Asia, Mimlan Asia, Mokaverse, and last but not least, Olive X. So, Maeve, shall we begin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's follow the order that I just mentioned. Aman, I'm going to throw the stage to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how excited are you for this whole initiative, bro? Yo, what's good, guys? So I'm super, super excited uh, to join the space after like uh, you guys invited uh, the God Asia to have a co-host uh, a space back then. So I'm actually a little bit uh, uh, 
uh, my my uh, my role is a little bit special because I'm representing my PFP like my youth uh, in this space. But I'm also uh, a co-founder of Diga Asia, Diga HK, and I'm also part of the team of Mocha First. And I'm also a Pudgy Penguin holder and also a captain holder. So I'm a little bit like uh, I'm very overrun by all the welcome and and I'm uh, part of the whole NFT family. So yeah, I might be a moderator, uh, like uh, uh, that kind of role in this space. So nice to meet you all. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, you know, um, when I speak to a lot of people, basically like I'm probably 60% or 50% uh, holder of a certain project, you know, holder of uh, Olive X, holder of Mochaverse. So I believe like, you know what, uh, in Asia, these are the projects that we want to look, look on and uh, having like this kind of weekly spaces, people come in, tune in, get updates of all the projects. I mean, that is the benefit of it. All right, going to pass the stage to uh, Ramjan. How are you doing, brother? Good man. Um, first time on here, and uh, I'm I'm just curious why it's called mahjong. I actually thought you guys were just gonna like play play mahjong. But, uh, <laughs> cool name, yeah. I see some familiar names here: Mr. B, Aiman, Mokaverse, You know, we're, we're all in Cyberport, Nightheart. You know, a lot of good friends here. So thanks for having me here. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people ask me why mahjong because like I was thinking of a name, and uh, like in Asia culture, like. I think Mahjong, uh, even like my girlfriend parents, when it's Mahjong time, every friend's relative just come over and play for hours. And uh, the whole concept about it is, you know what, just just get everybody vibing together. All right, going to pass the stage to our Pudgy friends, Pudgy Asia, Sean, DJ and Dan. How are you guys doing? Hey, GM, GM. Hey, thanks for inviting us. Um, we uh, we had a good time last time with you guys. Um at the Rush Radio Hong, uh, Asia. So good to be here. And uh, many familiar faces here, like Amen, like Conan from um, Mimlan. You know, yeah, I mean, good to see you all here. GM, 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 everyone. Sean here. Myself and Dijen Dan, we are actually in charge of Baji Asia. So what we do is to actually spearhead Asia initiatives um, running events over here in Asia. Uh, pretty recently, we actually had one over at Hong Kong in which the gender was spreading it. And myself, I'm actually looking over for Token 2049, the Pudgy Huddle. Looking forward to it and nice to meet everyone here today. Yep, yep. Uh, and I know you guys, I, th- I think, Sean, you were in, were you in KL playing like the go-karts with all the Pudgy MY people? That's right, that's right. I, I actually just landed a couple hours ago back in Singapore. Already missed the vibes from Malaysia, so looking forward to dropping by again soon. Yep, yep. I mean, like the Pudgy MY, they are being crazy. Every week there's event, there's new people joining even in the group chat. I mean, there are tons of activity. All right, let's pass it over to Conan. How are you doing, brother? Ahoy, everyone. Hello, this is Conan. I'm from uh, Minnan Asia and uh, A52 Captains. In case you don't know, A52 is the uh, regional code of Hong Kong. So, yeah, I'm so lucky to be here. Uh, love the vibe and I've met so many old friends here. Dijen Dan, Ramjan, Amen. See you all in the former Asia in the uh, in, uh, past few weeks and I uh, love you all. 
Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Good to have you. First time uh, for me speaking to you. So I'm pretty excited to see, you know, the updates because, man, like Memeland, you guys are doing crazy stuff. All right. Over to Miss B representing Mokaverse. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Hi. It's Miss 3B here. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Oh, I, I, I just noticed that there are a lot of familiar faces like Conan, A-Man, all that. And yeah, I know A-Man's like a big big win lol <laughs> but yeah happy to be here and excited to speak with the other communities as well exchanging insights and winning and building together yep yep and uh let's pass over to nine heart as well how are you doing brother hey hey guys thanks for for having me and, and great great to see the whole puke uh puke cast you know, kind of thing growing man I, I i think i remember when we first talked a while ago and it's amazing how you know this community has grown great to see some old friends uh some familiar faces uh and yeah i don't have always great to plug into the whole asian community and try to build together so thank you for having me here <laughs> yep yep and bro i know like you know the past two three weeks you've been really sick how are you feeling right now man <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I actually came down with influenza A, man, and, and I thought it was COVID. Uh, and you know, I, I went for my test, and you know, it was normal symptoms. So I thought, yeah, give it, give it kind of like four or five kind of days, and then, but no, it kind of like lasted for two, two and a half weeks. So I just hope that you know, uh, nobody ever gets influenza A, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, that, that, I think there was a virus going around for a while, but all good, uh, back on my feet, up and running. <laughs> yeah, we have exciting stuff. All right, gonna pass to GDAP. I miss you, buddy. Uh, it's been one and a half weeks since we didn't talk about, but you know, looking at your PFP, I know you are ready to talk about Kyong's. How are you doing, buddy? GM, GM, Mahjong session. Yeah, I um, I mean, I don't officially represent uh, Yoga Pets or Kyong's, but my PFP is a ghost cubs with a F1 racing suit on. And uh, good to see a lot of familiar faces. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, last but not least, Jenko, how are you doing, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. What up, GM, buddy? It's like, it has been so long. It has been quite a while since my uh, for the last meeting like we had on, on the Puke Radio and also PukeCast. I've been always a big fan of you, you know, bro. And uh, getting so excited to see all of those uh, familiar friends and familiar faces again on space. Uh, also, along with my big bro, Amen here, we're representing Digos Asia in Hong Kong today. And get excited to connect all of you and see how's it going. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> nice one. All right, guys. So basically, you know, um, the space is kind of like a, a free for all. If you guys want to talk, you know, just put your hands up and I'll pass the mic to you. But today, really, you know, it's the first episode and um, it, it kind of like wanting to get people to know about, you know, what the project's update all about. So maybe I can start a little bit in terms of, you know, I representing uh, Rock Radio Asia myself right now, you know, me and uh, me, we are building up a studio in Malaysia. So hopefully, you know, two to three, two to three months time it will be up you guys definitely you know when the grand launching gonna invite all you guys here but uh just a little bit update of rock radio is that right now they are creating this thing called lms which is a learning uh, management system so just imagine like you know we have a master class in web 2 whereby you pay for courses the same thing is going to happen in rock radio so you know if you guys are big in terms of education 
and even if you guys have a course that you know that you guys want to share about some you know, key strengths, some skill sets that you want to record yourself, do hit me up because we would love to share your content. And the whole idea, be, um, I mean, in Rock Radio, especially in Rock Radio Asia, is you know having that whole connectivity and vibes together. All right, so maybe you know. Um, the, the topic is going to be a little bit more broad in a way that, um, first of all, I want to kind of like get you guys to tell a little bit more of what's happening in your community. So, amen, you represent everybody, but maybe let's talk a little bit about youths uh, because you know what, youths recently mi- migrated to Polygon. So tell me a little bit more, you know, what's happening, you know, ever since uh, NFT NYC, I know tons of party, uh, you know, Frank has been posting stuff like that and they said, you know, the next thing is going to be used that he's going to grow. So tell me a little bit more about it, bro. Yeah, so I know like you all might see all the contents and all the parties, all the activities during the DNYC about our DGOTS and also youth community. So it's actually like uh, we are very like uh, proud of uh we finally like got a like proper like RL event like uh in, in a such a big festival of the the NFT community. So I I wanna like uh tell you all like uh the most uh exciting thing that uh we are looking forward is about like one of them is the uh uh the utility of the youth and also the deep points. It's like uh, we actually already got a token uh, of the Dutch token uh, for the D God sticking, but actually we have uh, not uh, we have, have no utility for the use point and the D points back then. But uh, the team is already announced that we are going to have an art upgrade for D Gods and also the youth uh, in the coming future. So if you uh, haven't known the artist uh, behind Youth and also Digas. Uh, his name is called Johnny Digas. So I have recently uh, wrote a thread on him. He's all, uh, one of the co-founder of Digas, and also he is now the chief uh, uh, chief design officer at D Labs. So he's actually like in charge for the whole uh, uh, transformation of the Youth Square, which is an art upgrade of. Uh, youth, uh, so uh, we are very excited and looking forward for the art upgrade because, like, uh, as uh, you may can you you can see it nowadays, like uh, the the Gods PFP is actually already mutated to a new uh, version. So uh, by like transforming them by uh, spending some text, so uh, we are so excited about the art upgrade from our part artists. Yeah. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about like I I know that Youth has a lot of like sub DAO, and I, I recently I saw there's this one, um, that they they created merch and stuff like that. So tell me more about it, bro. Yeah, so actually, like uh, I think like uh, uh, we got a lot of sub DAO uh in the Youth community. Like uh, you, you can see in my PFP, I got a orange hoodie, which uh, we got a orange club. And also, like, uh, we, we got a culture, you know, the Sui culture. So we also got a Sui DAO. And, like, to, to like, you, you see all the crazy video from, from uh, Twitter. And also we got, uh, like, uh, we got uh, used with the Madonna uh, cap and also the, the shirts. So we also got Mickey used and Mickey D got DAOs. So I think, like, uh, uh, we... 
we have a lot of clubs and subdial like uh, according to the traits and attribute of our PFP. So I think it's kind of interesting to see how actually uh, this kind of uh, subcommunities in an NFT collection can grow because because like we have like a uh, uh, subdial called the golf. So they actually organize some golf. Uh, competition during uh, the NYC period. So I think it's quite impressive for if, if there are some uh, user-generated content and like uh, even like there are some in real life event based on like uh, uh, one specific subdial. So I, I'm very excited about like the development of subdial uh, for DGOT and use and also the other NFT communities. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Um, all right. So let, let's go over to Ramjan as well because, uh, you know, recently, bro, um, you are making killer threats. And also, you know, you just tease us about, you know, that whole Marvel collapse and stuff like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you are building tons of things behind the scenes. So tell us more about the process, man. Yeah, you know, it just felt, felt like years since we minted. It's only been two months. But, uh, you know, a lot of things uh, are, are going in the, coming out in the next uh, week or two. So we truly believe that uh, we want to be innovative uh, and uh, provide something new for our holders. So we have a game called Sticks that's coming out, and basically all our holders will be getting um, guaranteed rewards. There's going to be like 100 ETH worth of uh, rewards for everyone that holds our NFT coming out really soon. Uh, but it's not just like you come in and you click and get something, but there's like a whole experience behind it. And then after that, uh, we'll have some staking mechanism Um and some surprises there. Um, and I think that's really unique. And then followed by uh, another game. And uh, I think uh, the new meta is like using games to join other community members. So maybe communities can compete with each other in these in these games. And so there's a lot planned. Uh, we finished uh, right now. We, we had a couple of experiences that uh, we finished. We, we gave case to five cases to everyone. Uh, we had uh, our sandbox experience where a lot of people did it, and you know they got rewarded. And obviously, we did the Marvel move, uh, which is which is huge, right? Like working with such a large brand is like a dream come true for us. Uh, and we, yeah, we just want to be for those that don't know, we want to be. We feel like there's an opportunity now to become the number one fitness PFP. No, there's no really like number one fitness PFP, and uh, we think we can be. So that's what's happening in the background. Yep, yep, and and tell tell me a bit more because you know I I recently worked with partners uh, that is from Web two, and I know like the duration uh, of you know working with them takes a super long time. So I mean, all this partnership that you announced, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's even before the project even minted, right? Oh my god, it's just <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's 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 yeah, very time consuming. I think the the whole process took like. Uh, one year to negotiate and then uh, another year to build the product to the standard that you want. Uh, just to share a bit, like we sold out the first two tiers of our pre-sale and then uh, we labeled them uh, incredible uh, and then uh, you know, indestructible or whatever. And like we had to like talk to Marvel for like a week to get the names right because like incredible is like incredible Hulk, right? And and so like we had to pick the right name for the tiers, right? Like so that's how much detail they went into and so imagine all the clearances we need to get to work with such a great brand so anyways that's a separate story on our own but you know that shows that in the future we're going to be collabing with more and more uh ips uh both in web 2 and web 3 and so stay tuned exciting stuff coming 
Yep, yep. All right, so let's go over to the Pudgy Boys. Uh, you know, I I miss um that whole um go kart session. Uh, supposed to go, but you know, caught up with work. So just tell me a little bit more about that, bro. Yeah, it it was a pretty impromptu kind of thing. I believe um member of co- it was a community driven initiative. So it's really heartening to see members of community actually stepping up to actually organize such events. Think they were just saying, "Hey, let's why why not let's heat up the go kart for the next event." And think within like two or three weeks, they actually planned the whole thing, book out like which is the best time slot. All of us went down. All of us had a great time. It was really fun. Um, the Malaysia Penguins were really really competitive. So. I think it really shows the spirit of the community. So looking forward to see where the Malaysia Penguins will bring Asia as a whole forward for the Penguin community. Yep, yep. And you know, um, just to let you guys know, I'm totally hooked on the whole YouTube series of building in public. And man, like the last episode I saw, uh, at the right end of it, you know, he showed a card of the Pudgy Penguin, which is resemblance to like a Pokemon card. Uh, do you guys know any news about this? Is this some alpha that you guys want to share to me, bro? Well, what what I can say is that we are looking to expand the IP aggressively tapping into existing IP in which we are all f- familiar with. And I think if we look at Pokemon cards and how people like Logan Paul or like celebrities are just flexing it, what if we can draw similarities with Pudgy Penguins, especially if we were to print it out into card? Actual production or what's the roadmap for that? Unfortunately, I'm unable to share. Just know that exciting times are really ahead for this brand, really bullish on Pudgy Penguins as, in general. <laughs> Alright, Mave, go ahead, buddy. Yo, Pudgies, man, caught me a bit off guard when uh, when you sent me the, the card this morning. So, because like yesterday, uh, Luca on his own uh, page, right, he, he was sharing that, you know, there's going to be, I think, 12, like, one-of-ones, uh, 12 one-of-one uh, mini figurines. I was like, okay, okay, you know, like, Pudgies are right there, you know, they're getting right into distribution. I mean, like, we all, we all knew that. Then suddenly, like, this morning when you dropped that bomb, it was like, whoa. Dude, it caught me a bit off guard, man. Like now we're going into cards as well. I was like, woof, lots of lots of uh, lots of distribution, man. Woo-hoo. I know, Maeve. Like you, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, you know, back in Malaysia, we or, or even uh, in Southeast Asia, right? Always when they have like a good movies, for example, Minions, uh, Powerpuff Girls, uh, McDonald's always have like these small figurines that come with a uh, Happy Meal. And when I saw that videos, basically they have like this bunch of boxes with small figurines. So, uh, DJ, I'm gonna throw this to you. Uh, like you know, you when do you guys know any updates of you know how how many figurines have actually created? Is will all this figuring links back to like you know the IP royalties and stuff like that from the holders uh, anything that you can share with us <laughs> oh Sean Sean maybe maybe you are the right person to ask yeah I think maybe he, he might be having some connection issues apologies for that uh, sorry your question could, could you yeah, could you say your question again? So sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> All right. So like I, I saw like the videos you guys have already, the big toy, and then now you guys have like super small figurines, like the one uh, you know, when I go to Happy Meal and buy McDonald's, it comes with that. Uh and any release on you know when the toy's gonna be ready, uh how many toys it's gonna be, how many design, is it linked back to like royalties and stuff like that? Well, with regards to when the toys will be released officially. 
um, if you head over to the Paji Penguins official Twitter account, we actually just dropped a new website. Um, no need to connect any wallet or anything, so feel free to play around. There's actually many alpha that is tagged inside that picture, that whole website itself. So please go ahead and explore. Scroll Twitter for some traders that I've seen. I think some of the traders, they actually managed to pick up most of the alpha that we hit inside that graphic. So go out and explore, but it's coming really, really soon. That's all I can say with regards to that. As for <laughs> the IP, I would say Paju Penguins is ultimately an IP company. And internally, what we love to do is to really overperform and under-announce. So when we do, do drop these bombs, like what Mives, uh may said, so sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrongly. Good, but yeah, when, when we actually do drop all this, it really leaves an impact and yeah, really looking forward to the next couple of months is really going to be really, really exciting. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. All right, Conan, uh, to you, buddy. Tell me a little bit more what's happening on Mimland. Uh, you know, yesterday with the whole blend, uh, you know, the blur landing, stuff like that. Uh, is people, you know, actively buying up captains? Tell me more about it. Yeah, uh, like... I, I think like I, I don't have to introduce uh, like go very deep into what's happening in Milan now, but uh, it is true that uh, the captains, I think, is probably the only project that exists in this show that hasn't been reviewed yet. I think, and uh, and I, I would like to say that's pretty incredible for a project that uh, like lasts for like minted for about three months. Uh, I, I think today is the exactly one the one hundredth day of the captain start uh, sticking or we say questing. And uh, I, I would say that's pretty crazy. And um, uh, in the past like few weeks, uh, I have been uh, trying to establish a community and like on an Asia basis for, for Mimland. Cause I think like all those great projects, all those blue projects like uh, PUBG Penguin, like Use, like D Gods, all of them have a great uh, offline community and they are, they are hosting different kinds of uh, awesome uh, in real life events. I think, wow, I, I as a Hong Kong based uh, Westy guy, I think, oh wow, Mimland seems to deserve is a great offline community as well. And uh, since uh, some of the team members of Mimland are actually based in Hong Kong, I think, oh why why don't we take this advantage and uh, starting from Hong Kong? And uh, after a few weeks, we decided to move on to go to another level, and we uh, take the action to find the Mimland Asia page. And uh, it was such a good timing that uh, Mimland was definitely the, one of the hardest projects in the space out there. And the, that really helped us a lot because uh, when we are looking for the regional reps to uh, represent the different uh, regions of Mimland holders, all of them are so supportive and positive about what we are doing. And uh, I'm so glad that uh, the Mimland culture is, uh, how to say, is relatively flat. There's no... Uh, hierarchy of structure in our community. It's more like uh, a bunch of uh, holders uh, try together and uh, have some fun. And uh, that's how Mimland Asia was established. And uh, regarding to your question about the blur picture of the captains, uh, we we know that the captains is to be reviewed very soon, hopefully uh, in May, and or at least from what I know is before June. 
But bro, you have to tell me a little bit more in terms of how you set up that sub community because, like, uh, I mean, you you did it so structured in in a way that you guys have, for example, Meme Land Asia, and under the Asia umbrella, you have you know representing from Malaysia, from Singapore, from Hong Kong. So how how you kickstart this whole initiative, man? Oh yeah. Uh, to be very honest, the Meme Land community uh is very very young. Uh, uh, com- when it comparing to other projects like you know Asuki, like even the Hong Kong page, they have over a thousand followers. They have uh, hundreds of people in the group. But uh, for Mimland, I think uh, although we are very young, but uh, our holders are scattered all around Asia or even around the world. And uh, since meme and trolling seems to be uh, part of our DNA, and the people seems to be. Uh, a- very very friendly and supportive and that's why when we found the meme land asia i actually uh mentioned that idea to uh all my meme land friends in the hong kong meme land group and actually some of them are from malaysia some of them are from singapore or taiwan when we bring up the idea they say well let's go for it so they are so actively helping me to connect with the different uh regional leaders and uh especially for those who are already um kind of uh, have a larger influence in their region and uh, that's how I approach one by one and ask oh uh, would you like to be our regional rep of uh, Mimlan Asia and all of them just uh, reply in a very very uh, energetic and uh, passionate yes well that's cool man I, I mean like you know the, the goal of having subcommittees is so that you know we, we can network with people within that country and I, I think recently uh, we have uh, spaces with the Pudgy Asia um, you know one key factor that they say is like you know for example you are in a subcommittee you go to Hong Kong they have people there to bring you out you come to Malaysia they are ready for you you come to Singapore people are ready to you know bring you as a guest I think that is the beauty of uh, Web3 uh, instantly you know every country that you go in Asia, you have a, a person or a point, point of people to kind of like bring you around. Go ahead, Conan. Yeah, since you bring that up, I have to give a huge shout out to DJ Dan. Actually, DJ uh, Dan is one of the people who inspired me to found uh, Mimlan Asia. I, I met DJ Dan in uh, Puppy Penguin Asia meetup. I, I love the vibe. I totally feel like how uh, energetic could be that when the holders actually could meet in real life. And that actually inspired me a lot. And uh, uh, I, I would say without the Gen Dance inspiration, there wouldn't be any Mimlan Asia or there wouldn't be Mimlan Asia found by me. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty fun to see that you guys kind of like know each other and uh, having this kind of like, you know, week, weekly uh, spaces and, you know, just updating one another or, you know, what we are working on, what's the projects update. I, I mean, I believe like this can, will be informational for people who's, you know, new in the space, want, finding an Asia community to be a part of. Um, this will be a very important space for them. All right. Uh, let's go over to Miss Tree B. How are you doing? And tell me a little bit more, you know, Mokaverse, recently you guys have like that active staking, uh, you know, collecting different, um, you know, we have the dreamers, we have the builders and collecting all, you know, have that point system. How is people taking, um, you know, that, oh, that whole approach? Are people, you know, actively collecting, you know, vibing with the community? Tell me more about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Before that, I just also just wanted to say how I totally agree with what. You guys just said earlier, I always go traveling to Asia and for some reason I have friends there to take care of me. That's so awesome. (laughs) 
But yeah, okay, back to MoCover. So we actually minted out early March. And ever since, we've had like a super, super hectic schedule. Like our team has been flying everywhere. Japan, what festival in Hong Kong, consensus in Texas. Um, and there's been a lot of IRL meetups with our community members as well, where our team members have seen them. And uh, community activation is also like one of the key highlights and including what you mentioned, like the staking of our mochas. So I believe today, like a community member actually shared like a data point. I'm not sure about the exact data now, but I think the listed percentage is probably like a one to two percent, which is like pretty strong. And one of the reasons for that is because Mochaverse is uh, like like we, we strongly stand by our XP system, like the point system. We call it the Mocha XP. And what happens is that our members are actually able to earn XP from soft staking, from joining social activations, you know, even like playing games, like they would be earning XPs. And these XPs are transferable and are attached to the mochas, meaning that you can actually technically train your mocha to have like a really high XP and then you could transfer it to somebody else. So I believe that's probably one of the things that is, I think, from my understanding, I believe we're one of the earlier projects to really adopt that model and uh yeah we actually have a lot more coming soon that is going to be xp based but i think i can't leak them right now but you can try see if i can leak them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i, I mean you, you guys are super active in terms of not just having like you know twitter engagement but even like it's active on discord with tons of you know updates that you guys are doing so i mean I, i'm excited i hold two more cars since min you know, been staking Ooh. the XP. Uh, glad to see what's going on. Going. All right, wacky, wacky. How well, are you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm great. How are you guys doing? I was, I'm just listening to Mystery B, and I'm thinking, I'm hearing Mocha XPs, and all I'm thinking about is when Mocha fights. You know, when are we gonna be able to organize fights between different XP levels, and you well. know, play? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, you maybe. guys are like a big. <laughs> Ah, I'm onto something. I think I'm onto something. (laughs) Not alpha. NMA, bye. Oh man, yeah, it's it's great. It's um same as you, Puke. I mean, I've got my two mochas since minting. You know, gotta collect those XP, baby. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep. Um, guys, just to let you guys know, Wacky is with us together with uh, Rock Radio Asia. Although he's all the way in London, but hey, man, like I conclude that you know he's part asia uh even though you know don't mind his slang that's it <laughs> i'm the brother from another mother in europe <laughs> <laughs> yep yep all right let's let's pass it over to uh nine Hut. how are you doing buddy hey 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 man thanks for having us uh i think so 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 avian's always been a kind of ip media gaming kind of play and, and we're in a season where we are actually teeing up uh to the next uh season uh and, and hearing you know it's it's really inspiring and really exciting to hear you know uh all the kind of community engagement all the the different various things that i think different communities are doing uh we, we're in the position now where you know we see the whole gaming movement coming in asia i think i think ramjan mentioned this when you see yuga you see a couple of projects taking that kind of direction uh so we're in the process of building those partnerships right game studios i've been flying around to indonesia to Vietnam, a couple of, of meetups as well, but really kind of like laying and teeing up for that next round of gamified experiences. Uh, and and that, that's kind of like what we've been doing to consolidate that, to kind of like capture that kind of next wave. So a little, 
a little quieter, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, on the on the IP side, I mean that that continues. So we we just picked up a Muse Award, the Platinum Award, which is a kind of international award for recognizing for recognizing you know good media, good good art kind of project. So we we picked up a Platinum Award, I think, a couple of two three weeks ago. So that was good. And that was nice for the studios. That was nice for the validation. But I think in the meantime, what we've been doing is, is you know, we, we've had an amazing community giving us you know, lots of feedback, lots of comments, you know, uh, lots of things to kind of like consider and put together, be it staking, XP, you know, questing, I think a number of these. And really tying that in together with the whole gamified experiences that we are building towards. So there's going to be a pretty radical announcement that's going to be coming out. I'll, I'll say radical because, you know, Team Look, I said, well, you know, I, I don't think any project has done this before, but really, uh, I, you know, a, a radical announcement coming out as to how we're going to be moving forward with this as well as uh, providing, I would say, providing capital or access to opportunities uh, for a number of our founding members. Uh, which is something we've been looking at. You know, I think you mentioned the whole education, the whole opportunity. I think I think that's something we are seeing as well, and and we're really trying to open up uh this kind of opportunity, which I can't share a lot of. But apart from the game for experiences, also having that access to capital, access to opportunity, kind of uh, uh pipeline for our community as well. Uh, oh, you, 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 you guys are killing me, Becky. <laughs> they are killing me. <laughs> Yeah. I know he's like so he's like alpha. I can't share a lot. He 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 gave so much alpha already. I'm like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and you know it was really exciting to hear. I mean and, and you know people are going to education. I I think the space needs two kinds of things, right? You need obviously you know, you know that whole game for experience and fun. I think it's really important to kind of have, which I see. At the same time, you you, you know we want to push that space forward, uh, and and pushing that space forward comes in, you know, I mean education and growth is that kind of broad banner, right? But uh yeah, I guess what I can share is that you know we have people interested in investing and looking into the area, and we want to open up that pipeline. Yeah, yeah. But but one one more question to you is that you know um uh, because you you come from a very niche background, right? Esports, and uh right now like you know esports with NFT um there's not much project to it. So like you know championing this whole initiative in Southeast Asia, what's the struggle that you guys are facing? I think that that's a great question, right? I think I think you can see esports as a as a subcategory under I guess you generally call gaming, right? And and, and esports as a category has seen its day of reckoning. Uh. In, in the economy today, right? I mean, look at Face Clan, right? Who I think is, you know, 90, 95, 90% down to your price. Uh, that there's a bit of that struggle in terms of where esports fits in. And you, you can use, I mean, you can use Web3, you can use NFTs to kind of like launch the whole kind of esports creator kind of economy there. But I think the the real value or identifying how it really helps is it's, it's not easy, especially when, you know, in the traditional scene, esports is struggling as well. So I think for us, it's, you know, really recognizing that and, and, Going up that layer to say, okay, look, I I I think it's a gaming industry. Uh, it's gaming game for experiences, right? What can we do together? What's the value in Web three, and that what's the real thesis where you can pair together gaming to make make gaming better? You know, I mean, make make whole space better. You know, I was speaking with actually one of the esports team when uh, when I was in Malaysia next last year, um, when I went to see you puke, and the guys obviously were trying to create a model which is providing NFT owners 
the option to own part of the teams that are being traded and to be involved in the management of the team, in the coaching of the team, in you know everything that is happening for the team on a daily basis. And it really makes you think. I know what you're saying, Sinai, that you know it's very early in the stages right now. But you know, I I don't think it's a far-fetched future to think that most of the sports that will be played in the future won't be, I mean, I, I don't want to say it won't be physical. I think it, there might be a huge rise and we might see 50% physical, 50% digital. And esports, I think, is only going to keep growing. And, you know, if gaming is growing, then esports is growing. So it's definitely a field that, uh, that I will keep my eye on. Yeah, and, and, and another interesting thing, right? I think, you, you know, when Yuga did the, the Dookie Dash kind of thing, you, had, you actually had, some bubbles of the or, or or you know simmering of of players who were playing for people or you know that kind of like subjective kind of thing and, and and that kind of that that reached us as well. So I think as you see the whole gaming and and I think more and more uh, the whole NFT Web three space is going to move towards this direction, right? And, and therefore the whole esports scene is going to rise together with it. I think it comes in tandem, and I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited to see. Uh, I, I think right now we are laying the foundation with some of the teams, right? And, and you know, ready to kind of pounce or, or say, okay, I think the opportunity is here and seeing when that wave comes. Yep, yep. Exciting stuff. <laughs> All right, let's, let's pass to the last speaker, Jenko. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit paired with uh, Aman. You guys can chime in as well. But tell me more about D-Gods, man. Like, you guys have been, uh, I mean, in, on Twitter, every day I'm seeing on my timeline, you know, people are posting about D-Gods, trades. They are comparing, you know, D-Gods, you know, how they are building in the communities and stuff like that. So tell me more about it, bro. Uh, yeah, sure. And uh, uh, just like a quick recap, we had a lot of engagement on Twitter and also, like, everywhere on social media after the DNYC. Uh, the core team and also like every holders of you, you just uh, you guys did a great job and we had a, such a great uh, moment with you guys in New York. And uh, just follow up on uh, Amen's side for some updates and uh, we're sure that we'll have the arch upgrades for Gigas and Utes like soon and also for the Deepons and Utilities as well. So what I can say is if you own a D-God and you haven't stake it, you might want to stake it right away to earn those Deepons. I'm sure you won't you will probably miss out if you haven't done so. So um, that's uh, the main part of the core team. And uh, for our uh, Digos Asia Subdow, and uh, just a quick recap, we did a formal Asia after party in March for the ones, uh, just for your information, for the ones who doesn't know about formal Asia, it's a, uh, the first global web-free conferences in Hong Kong, which just like gathering uh, the global uh, different NFTs communities. And uh, we have uh, like such a, great conferences, sharing different uh, projects uh, and also the global environment of the NFTs developments. And um, for the future plans, right now we're uh, we just like communicate with uh, our team and uh, we'll definitely have more regular holders meetups and probably some of the public events in Hong Kong as well because uh, uh, for our co-founders itself, most of us are Hong Kong based. So right now we're starting to hold more events in Hong Kong, just like using Hong Kong as a starting point to like uh, reach out to more people, connect with different parties. And uh, we also like planning to do a Digos Asia merch, which we're still like discussing in details within their team and the core team as well. But you can um, you can stay tuned for it. And just one thing I really want to like uh, just uh, just follow up on what you guys like talk about the importance of Sipped Out. I totally agree that the development of, of Subdao is probably the future of every 
NFTs, like, and uh, no matter what kind of NFTs, I mean, I mean, you can be GameFi, you can be like IP rights and whatever. Because the subdials really changed around the, uh, I would say the subdial really changed the rules for NFT, uh, the team for like promoting themselves in Asia. Just think about it. For the holders or non-holders, if you don't have like a subdials, they probably don't know what's going on with uh, with the team. All the uh, info that you can get is probably from social media. You can get it from Discord or Twitter. But other than that, you don't really know what's going on, and you don't pre enjoy the benefits as a holder. But using a subdial, you can actually spread out the web free culture around Asia, and you are always welcomed, no matter where you go. Let's say if you are in Hong Kong. Let's say if you are in Singapore. There's also there are always gonna be some community members, managers that will take care of you, show you what's around. If even though you're not a holder, if you're just a non-holder, you're just like guy, just like uh, you wanna mess around, you wanna like learn, um, or just want to like get more info about this project, or just know what what's going on with referee. And there's always people taking care of you and showing you around. And this is uh, the importance of stuff that is like really promote the brand and also the web free culture worldwide with everybody's effort. So this is my opinion and uh, we can definitely look forward to, um, I, I can't get more excited about our current development and let's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Conan, to you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Procure. And uh, thank you, Jenko. I'm actually one of the former Asian team. I am so glad that uh, we can co-host the Ghost Meetup and we had a great night in Central in, uh, yeah, in uh, Majon's uh, uh, restaurant. And uh, uh, he was definitely right about uh, like what's coming up in Hong Kong because um, since like a few years of COVID and the people are stuck at home, can't go out and meet their friends. And since all the restrictions are like um, canceled now, uh, the Westbury communities in Hong Kong are like having almost a real life in real life meetup every week in Hong Kong since the since March the formal Asia and uh we are so glad to see the West Street communities and West Street space in Hong Kong like starting to grow in such way and uh we are so happy we also host uh, many other West Street friends from from all over Asia and from from all over uh like the world to to come to Hong Kong and um to to visit and see and meet the West Street people in Hong Kong and uh I I, I do think Hong Kong uh, as a West Street city they uh, is playing a more and more important role in the West Street space right now. Yep. Um, you you guys keep telling me about Hong Kong, man. Like I'm FOMOing right now. Uh, and you guys even created an event called FOMO Asia. So I mean, like you guys are creating massive FOMO. <laughs> All right, Miss B, to you. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm just going to make you FOMO more because. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, because Hong Kong is such a small city, and I, I like I, I'm also like uh, representing like a few other like sub DAOs, like for example, like A Five Two Garden for Azuki, and then honestly, I cannot say exactly what's happening, but I can tell you that there is going to be something happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you just invite people to come on the show and say, hey, I've got stuff in my pocket, but I can tell you God what it damn. is. <laughs> yeah, I'm like teasing. But then honestly, no, because like, like in honesty though, like I like last month, like April 20th, it was like the first year anniversary of like the establishment of the, the sub-community. And then 
honestly, it's, it's not it's not even exclusive to just holders. Like, it was open to non-holders. And I think it really goes in line with what Conan says, like, really expanding that Web3 circle, making everybody join us as well. So, honestly, Hong Kong is quite, quite a good position. So, welcome you guys to come here and let me know if you do. I'll take care of you guys, but... I think you're going to get plenty of people taking you up on the offer. But you know, you guys have said you you guys have said so many things that are so relevant. Which is, and I think it's also a sign of a very successful project, right? The projects that are strong and doing really well tend to have sub DAOs. And and to be honest, because we've been talking about this for a while, but the success of a project doesn't come only from the founders. It really comes from the community. And this is the whole point of Web three, right? Web3 is not supposed to be centralized. It's supposed to be decentralized. And by definition, and I think we forget this a little bit sometimes, where we look so much at our founders to be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Well, guess what? It's not just the result of the, the success. is not just the founder's um, decision. It's also the community that needs to get together and help with this. And and we really see this with the successful projects. The subdas are very strong and the community is very strong. Jenko, uh, you have your hand raised, but Maeve, you had your hand raised way before all of this and i cut you off how you doing my buddy i haven't spoken to you in a while oh man miss you buddy been too long but uh, i know you're busy man yeah it has it has with all, with, with all the lambos maybe with all the lambos no <laughs> <laughs> so, like i just wanted to circle back because like uh i i i know that we're talking a lot about sub communities and they're really amazing right from 852 to like uh, dd in uh, azuki but like uh i think conan briefly mentioned about a uh, hierarchy like uh, in in your experience or or your opinions, do you think like sub communities would eventually lead up to like a hierarchy sort of thing? Because I think like uh, the earlier days with like uh, Cyber Kongs and uh, Kaiju Kings, uh, I remember at one point the I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to say like uh, they didn't really have like sub communities, but like the hierarchy thing I remember from from my memory at least like it took place and uh, it became like really it turned really sour to some extent. What what do you guys think about this? Oh, yeah. Wacky, he's throwing the tough question. You, you have to ask him. <laughs> but I don't think he's throwing it to me. I think he's throwing it to Conan. And I yeah, think Conan's yeah. like taking like, time to think about I, this. Since I bring up the topic about the hierarchy. Uh, like, to be honest, when, when I first, uh, like, uh, trying to prepare for mainland Asia and A52 captains, there's only one objective for the group. And uh, we're trying to keep the whole group simple. There's no... Uh, we are not trying to create any like new structure in the group. All our like the only and the only one mission of our group is to have fun. Uh, we are not trying to make our group into another alpha group or another like form of organization that could actually earn any form of benefits or uh, for our communities. The only benefits we are going to provide for our our like members it will just be from our members it's gonna be a peer-to-peer thing so uh we try to make sure all the things you have all the things you say in the group is uh totally out of the love to the project and uh we just want to keep everything fun and sincere and genuine enough so uh i i'm not saying higher hierarchy or structure is necessarily bad but like uh as for the case for mainland or like for holder script, I I tends to keep uh the whole structure as simple as possible and not to involve too many um how to say like benefits or like conflicts of interest in it. We just try to keep it simple and um and simple is good. 
you, you know, I mean, I have to say, Maeve, this is like a really, really good question because it, I mean, technically we're recreating, Web3 is recreating a lot of what the old Web2 world was was doing, but it te- it's supposed to be in a better way, right? So how do you do this? Dijen then, uh, Jenko, I know you had your hand raised first, but let's go over to Dijen then, if you don't mind, and then we'll go back over to you, Jenko. Hi, hi there. Um, yeah, it's a very good question. I think there's something uh, Sean and I, we have, been discussing as well because uh, obviously uh, Pudgy Asia is, we, we have we has kind of like we have kind of um, established Pudgy Asia for like more than half year right so we see it growing but once we we see it growing uh, we, we find out sometimes uh, we we need some sort of structure and uh, structure doesn't mean that it's hierarchy right it's never it's never about like uh, reporting you know uh, you know kind of up and down right like it, it's more like where people can reach out the representatives. So I think that the first the first thing we're doing probably Mimnan Asia is, has been doing for a while about this is uh, you you guys have like a dedicated um, person as the um, country or regional web. So I think that's something we we are also implementing as well because it's like um, I mean like there are so many people who are very active, right? But at the end of the day, uh, we need to be clear that. Uh, new members or whoever uh, come to the local community or like Pudgy Asia community, they know who to talk to. So I think this, um, yeah, I think it's more about communication. And and the other thing is about, um, I mean, like it's empowering everyone. It's supporting each other. So uh, it's not about uh, having any absolute power. At the end of the community, you cannot survive with only yourself. Um, you need people to support you. At the same time, this you're supporting yeah, yeah, I mean, this is such a valid point. I mean, you know, and this is the pickle. This is going to be the difficulty and of, of Web3 in general. And the, again, the successful projects will be the ones that are able to navigate all of this, which is how do you create structure without creating jealousy, which I think is what, you know, maybe you're referring to, like the whole hierarchy thing. It, it makes people jealous. It makes people upset, right? Also, there is something that cannot be replaced, right? Experience or longevity in a product in a project is something you will never be able to replace. You know, if someone has been part of the project since day one and they're, they're joining, someone joining a year and a half later, they, inevitably they will never know as much, right? And they will never be able to, they, they won't have the same insight. Um, they will be able to contribute, but they won't have the same insight. Jenko, you had your hand raised. Uh, you've been lowering your hand twice now. Uh, did you have something before we throw over to, uh, to the rest of the guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's a really great point that you raised out, and I agree of you. So, because in my point of view, I think this is actually a beauty of the DAO standard uh, than like asking general questions from the core team. Just think about it, because uh, if we're talking about the project teams try to raise our something and collect the opinion from uh, the general public or holders, generally speaking, they would reach out to their holders by using Twitter. Uh, Twitter posts, space, or like Discord, but for the people there are not general public. Just to remind you that for the people who was like already like uh, they're really being active on Twitter, they're all they're all early adopters who has all who have probably most of them have the experience for using uh, the cryptocurrencies for buying NFTs. Like they know something around referee, right? But Nowadays, a lot of like project teams, the difficulties for them to uh, for their project development is hard to reach a mass adoption, given that the cycle of the web right now that we're facing is still in very early stage. 
So how could we like reach out to the general public or potential buyers uh, other than like raising body project teams? Because, you know, like the opinions you probably get from Twitter are uh, from uh, the people. They're always they're, they're I'm not saying something bad, but they just probably want alpha or just laying a bunch of GMs on Twitter, which is meaningless. Right. And um, I think this is one thing that the subdows can really help us or the project team to like do it a little bit more because for subdows, generally speaking, is a very pure level thing and it's mainly created for connection and leisure purposes. So for uh, using the subdow nature, we can actually create more uh, in real life events to let people uh, for both holders and non-holders to reach out to, uh, to reach out and connect to one another and this is a very good opportunity for them to raise out different their opinions to say what they want to say and we observe our ideas as well even for our team like the digos asia we have like five co-founders every one of us we listen to the uh the holders like in every uh in our every uh holders meetup or public events and we also have the equal rights to like uh the voting rights to, for making key decisions as well so i really agree with the point that uh, for the subdow itself, we just need to keep uh, compromise that is a really decentralized decision, and we need to respect both the core team and also the holders or the general public as well. Yep, like like the the way I, I think about it is like you know it works hand in hand, right? Like you have the core team that is doing the the full updates, um, you know, <clears throat> launching new initiatives and stuff like that. On the other hand, you have subdows that empower community to do meet up, create that small synergy in each city so it's always going to be hand in hand like just a project where, whereby you have for example 10,000 collection 5,000 collection it's a big group of people right and then now you have smaller subdows where people actually get able to you know do meetups I, I think that it's, it's the power in you know the web tree whereby we are building on top of one another we are building more and the more subdows, the more initiative that the, it's doing, kind of like actually building the brand, building the presence, getting more traffic, building the IP as well. So I believe like, you know, this is something important. All right, going to pass it over to Aman. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, because I have something to add on because like, uh, I want to like, I, I totally agree with like uh, DJ and Dan have talked about like, uh, is if a uh, good subdial can actually form a bridge between the core team and also the community because like uh, actually I don't know if you all know about like DGOS and youth actually got uh, a well uh, subdial like the XDGOS and also the uh, youth 7 uh, which is like uh, if you got like 10 DGOS and also 7 youth you are qualified to enter the subdial it's kind of like uh, uh, like controversial because like uh, back then some holder might say like uh, if we have this kind of like well group like uh, they might got some extra alpha that might exclude some of the like uh, normal holders and like uh, there are some like controversial like like uh, opinions uh, within the communities but uh, it's actually like turns out like after a few months like uh, we, we can see that actually like uh, uh, the the people the holders from the X plus and also use seven uh, actually doing a kind of ambassador to like uh, become the bridge between the team and also the community like uh, one of our co-founder Menage like as the uh, Asia Pacific uh, director of X plus. So he actually dedicated himself to 
the Degas and Youth Community, like uh, to uh, uh, he he's not a part of the core team, but he's actually doing like organizing all the LL meetups uh, for the Asia uh, Pacific like events. So I think like uh, and also like uh, if during the event, like what Janko said, like we we are actually like a a little bit closer to the core team. Like we can always gather the information to like. Uh, from the holders and communities to the core team. So I think like it's great like to have like subdial, but I know it's like case by case in uh and and depends on the culture of different communities, but I think it's a great great and interesting idea and topics that we can like uh discuss. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent man. Okay, so before I throw it uh to C9, uh nine sorry, nine hut, uh I just want to ask um, you know, Ramjan, because like you know, we're talking about subdials and but then for a collection that is already small, for example, you know, having that four hundred uh twenty, it's already small in a sense. Um, is subdial still relevant for your community? If not, you know, what are the different growth strategies or like engagement strategies uh you are trying out right now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I think, uh, you know, I'm like I, I met Dijen then, and uh, you know, Pudgy Penguins is a great community, and uh, it's hard to build a community when you have such a small user base, uh, and so that's why you know we have another collection, right? We have a game called Dustland, uh, where we have you know six thousand people, and it was, it's much easier to get like a community going there. But when you only have four twenty, it's really hard to form a a sub down, and also timing is also really important. I think. Uh, um, the blue chips that you know came out at the perfect time in a bull run in like 2021 and then uh, after that it's kind of hard right like in the last six months uh, you, you're not really seeing a lot of new blue chips so I think timing uh, is important uh, in, in how people like set their identities and like you know like I, I look at Pudgy Penguins and you know a lot of people set their their profile pics as, as Pudgy and you know Memeland is one of the recent successes but uh, other than that, it's it's uh, it's really hard. It's really hard. So I'm I'm learning a lot from everyone else. Uh, and but I think the the way we're gonna address it is we're gonna launch another collection to expand the community a bit more, so that uh, we can uh, hopefully one day get some downs too. So that's my honest answer. <laughs> There's, there's so much to do with the subdial. You have a good point about uh, community. Sorry, it's a bit loud. You have a good point about subcommunities. You know, you, we were talking about what's going to happen in the future. You're talking about subcommunities. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see some subcommunities that are going to be working together and maybe merging together. Um, that's that's the way, right? Growing the community and growing Web three is literally right now one of the most important things if we want this to take over the world and, and to really grow so um you know i'm really very much looking forward to something like this yep uh nine hat go ahead buddy yeah actually uh you know when you when you call around john i was going to say that you know I, I really really understand this from a from a project founder kind of uh perspective i think i think uh, and everything you, see, you know that Rajan mentioned uh, really hits nail on the head in, in, ter in terms of you know I think when the community of a certain size you launch at a certain time market timing you know and, and you've got the cost of time I think I, I think it makes a difference and, and when you are starting a, you know, on a different step I think the subdial community strategy is is very very important and I think the honest feedback as well is that it, it is it is difficult I think you know we've been blessed with really really um Fantastic members. I, I mean, you know, we, we've got a pretty diverse community, but we've been blessed with 
I think a number of fantastic members and, and one of the struggles or, or well not struggle but challenges right is is you know what are the kind of how, how do you engage and how do you really bring out the best of these people and to form that kind of like not not hierarchy but structure where you know it builds on both and, and I think that that continues to remain really important but we've seen the passage of time I think for a number of projects and a number of communities you know you, you've seen things come and go and, and Web3 is really a, you know I mean it, everything changes like in three months right so I think for us uh, that community strategy uh, comes down to really identifying who you are what's that group of people you kind of want to cultivate and, and being very clear about being very clear about that brand identity and what you're trying to to bring to the people that are within you. I think uh, one of the mistakes and, and really mistakes that, that we, we, we did and, you know, obviously we, we're going to be making some mistakes here and there is I think when we first came out that, that, brand, that brand identity wasn't that clear. But uh, part of that kind of, I, I think I mentioned kind of a radical announcement is really going back to our roots, you know, who we are, what we stand for, why we're building here and, and really gathering and gathering that community from there. And, and I think just respond to, to, you know, maybe Ramcha, I think starting with a small community is beautiful in that sense because I think every, if you think about it, every every company from start started really with their, with their small group of people. You know, and I, and I know that Memeland, for example, you know, with the MVP started with a core group of people uh, and then it grew from there. And, and I think for us, we, we, we also started, and so AVM started with a core group of people really small at first. So it was our, founder, our founder's past collection, which was 1,000. And, and we had a strong community. And, and then I think we kind of like overexpanded, maybe, too, well, not too fast, but uh, I, I think we could have done a lot better in expansion. So coming back to our roots, Really going back to, to that core group is a beautiful start when you have that small group, you know. OGs, man, the OGs are always the one, the strongest. They they will always be there, the OGs, you know. They will support your brand. And if you can have, what is it? It's just like in marketing, right? Or just in uh, in, in business. I think some, some products, you have 20% of the revenue that is being generated by only 1% of, of your customers. And that's a huge discrepancy, right? But there's 1%. If you lose this 1% of the customers, then you're in trouble. Mr. V, you have your hand raised. Yep. Uh, before that, Wacky, I'm oh, just oh. going to cut you off uh, because I want to ask um, you know uh, Nine Heart this like you know we, we talk about sub DAOs and then we talk about you know having that small communities and then you know once you have that small communities uh, you know you build that kind of like bond with the members and you don't get that kind of bond with a huge community right because there's just tons of people you can't do like for example one-on-one -on -one calls and stuff like that so from that small communities you know you expanded up, up to 5,000, right? So from initially 1,000, you like 5x the number of community uh, members we did. So what was that whole challenge uh, or struggles that you guys face when you, know, you 5x your community? <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think the strategy between a, one, a 1k to 5k or let's say 10k, right? It's actually supposed to be really different. I, I, I think uh, founders need to be... Um, I mean, we, we we need to recognize that upfront, right? That there's, uh, there's obviously still the outreach is a bit there, but but like you said, you no, know, you can't do that one on one kind of thing. And, and I think for us, when we when we built Avium, right, it's always taken that genuine, honest, direct, uh, transparent kind of kind of thing. And, and I think when we hit that five k kind of mark, we we saw a challenge in that. So I think. Um, that, that's where a kind of like structure kind of comes in. I think we're kind of figuring out that structure. Um, like I said, you know, because of radical announcement, going back to some of our roots, and then once you go back to the core, and you you can really see, okay, who are those leaders you can 
put together and then you know maybe organically grow from there as a start. And then once you have, you know, your 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 three champions or your five champions, and and you know it start it can start off as like three or five people. And I think the best way for sub downs kind of grow and and the strongest kind of growth is when you have that pseudo organic. And then when you really explode in demand, you already have that structure to kind of capture those people. So I think we are, we are, we are really blessed to have, you know, we, we've got supporters and, and people from in, in different countries, right? Because we, we flew around a couple of them and, and really returning to the roots to going back to empower some of these people uh, right from the start as to kind of recapture and rebuild uh, what I think was in some sense a stretch. Like, you know, when you jump to five times, uh, it is a bit of a challenge. All right, Wacky, you can pass it now, brother. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh, shoot, Wacky, Wacky on mute. Mystery Wacky. B, Mystery B, you had your hand raised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I see so many people having their hands raised, so I'm just going to keep this short. I, I just wanted to show, like, very, very strong agreement to what to what Nightheart said. I feel like a community team can only do as much with only two pairs of hands. So it's really the community that really supports the community team and supports the entire project in running everything. And I feel like one of the keywords I wanted to mention and also heard Knight's heart saying is empowerment. So it's really about empowering your community members, um, you know, giving them the ground to showcase their talents, feel, uh, feel, feel listened, feel respected, feel heard, and also just have a fun time. So yeah, I'll pass on the time back to, to the other people. You guys are scary, so many hands. Gene, how you doing, Gene? It's been a long time what's as well. How you been? Iguzo. Iguzo. Oh, what's Iguzo. Up? Uh, so, Gene, my brother. How you doing, yeah, brother? I, I will, I will make it fast. Like, thanks for the mahjong section. I, I'm actually good at mahjong somehow. Anyway, um, <laughs> bro, oh, sounds like believe, a challenge. I can't sounds like a challenge. Shits, man. You, know, you know what, Ramjan? <laughs> when you asked me just now, is it a mahjong session? Like, Gene is the first person to say, "Are we playing mahjong? Like, are we literally playing?" It's like, bro, I can't figure this out, man. <laughs> Nah, no, it's like matching tree, actually. Uh, regardless, so um, I want to thanks for today's section. Actually, I learned a lot because like building community, like sub-communities is not an easy thing because I've been, I've been hassled about Azuki Malaysia. So recently, I just uh, invited Pew and, and Maeve. I think you guys know that. So it's, it's actually not that easy. And, and salute to all the sub-community founders to try to build something just to bring back to the community and, and make the founder have an easier job for the near future. So it's like, if everyone just keep asking and not doing anything, it's actually hard. I mean, I would treat myself, for the, for the whole NF thing, I would treat myself as a, as a shareholder. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing, but actually think about it. If you are a shareholder, if you are big shareholders of, of one community, you're actually supposed to contribute instead of asking for more. And that will actually make the whole scene better. This is what I'm really thinking. So yeah, that's 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 for me. Lovely. So we've got sixty-nine, sixty-nine, sixty-nine ETH on stage. How are you doing? Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, sixty-nine ETH on stage. <laughs> You've got your hand raised. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Uh I think I haven't spoke to any one of you. Probably a lot of you don't know me here. Um, but anyway, it's fine. I actually heard um some of you guys sharing about um, certain things about building community. But I think, honestly, uh, from my experience of building startup, um, take a look back at 2007, 2008, and uh, 2010, 11, 12, like uh, when tech startup boom, 
uh, during Facebook and uh, 2012 with the app. This is the rise of the Web2 season. Actually, for now, it is the whole cycle repeating itself again. Um, a lot of the things happening right now is actually a whole new episode of um, projects being started up, raising funds and whatnot. But what a lot of people, I feel in my opinion, doesn't really uh, see is that uh, this is actually building a startup. A project is a startup. We have to understand first thing. Uh, I, I heard founders talking about uh, understanding uh, the project call message. It's about the DNA, understanding like what value proposition you're bringing to the uh, community, bring to your consumers. I, I would actually deem it as um, consumer, understanding the consumer, what you're bringing, what value proposition you're bringing to consumers. So I was actually thinking, and, and, and I inspected a lot of different projects, especially Blue Chip and why Blue Chips are successful. Take a look at um, Mimlem. Ray is ex was experienced in building NICAC. He understand what uh, value proposition he, he's trying to build and push uh, towards his target audience. We have to understand that first uh, before we actually build it. Uh, and, and, and honestly, like uh, previously actually built a uh, app startup, um, the, the, the space was way more brutal uh, because uh, angel investors, um, um, VCs, they'll look at uh, your traction in the millions. If you're building a social media uh, startup or like entertainment startup, six months, you have to have one million users and above. Um, this space in a way is, is brutal, but in a way not that brutal is because uh, the market here is, 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 is still kind of small, it's niche. Like a lot of people don't really want to dive down into NFT now because of what happened during 2021 and whatnot. But what what Pachi Penguins, in, um, in my opinion, Mimlen does well is driving that unique value proposition to their target audience. They really understand what the target audience want in, in, in their product itself. And, and more or less, the next level of building is to really understand how to actually spread um, the, the traction further, which is getting more people to get on board because uh, 5,000 users is not going to be enough to sustain your business. It's not going to be enough uh, to sustain uh, your project, your company, your startup. Like when people look at if, if startups are going to grow, if startups are going to grow and become like a unicorn in a way, which I believe this will take place um, when mass adoption comes, we, we have to really understand, uh, apart from your unique value proposition, that your startup is going to push your consumer. Because uh, for now, a lot of NFT startups, NFT project is, is being deemed in just one category itself, which is like the entertainment business, the entertainment, we bring entertainment, we bring value to our users, like, but how? Like, so Nigec, um, um is, is, is very specific in terms of like Socify, like um, uh, social ecosystem and whatnot. Pudgy Penguin is, is, is uh, specific in terms of, okay, I want to bring this penguin uh, to like every target audience, like they kind of grow up with this this cute character, right? But and 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 BAYC is building game. So so what's next? What's next? And and most importantly, in my opinion, is 
whichever project that that people are going to build, they really got to understand. Okay, I'm going to bring this uh, PFP or like this NFT to like um, the my consumers, my 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 community, and how can I value it to them? How how can I urge them or or indirectly get them to help me spread my product? To the people around them, that is the most important thing. Like probably Pixelmon is going to do it with like our oh, Web three, the blockchain kind of Pokemon, right? Yep. Yeah, that is the most important thing, which is understanding all these things. And I would recommend, uh, in my opinion, to look at Ycom's Sam Altman um, tutorial uh, uh, on YouTube, and and reading some really good um, startup books like Lean Startup, Zero to One, Oversubscribe to really understand what unique value proposition you actually, uh, your product is going to bring to consumer. Yeah, I think you've made a very good point. Like when we talk about, you know, meme land, it's very clear that the end goal is to build a social fi uh, kind of stuff. And I think like the ones that we see that really succeeded is because like the project itself, you you know that they have a goal. It's either for the Pudgy Penguins wanting to build IP, um, you know, you, you have, for example, D-Gods uh, wanting to build like, you know, empowering SubDAO, building up that whole community as the core. I, I think each project uh, when we see now in the market and it's really doing well it's because like people understand hey this project what they are doing what they are for and because of that it attracts more people I, I love your point you, uh, I'm you, gonna pass it to Wacky bro what, go ahead what, one, one quick point. you know what's crazy is that you know, it sounds like you guys are saying when you start a business, you should have an idea of what you're going to sell to people. And and this is so true. And this is so exactly right. But for some weird reason, every, when everybody got into Web3, we all forgot that this was kind of a bit of a requirement in order to have some longevity into a business that, you know, bro, uh, bro, s- s- because, <laughs> because if it's the bad, if it's the bull market, uh, you just need a PFP. No one cares. Yeah, it's that's just, all you needed. Yeah, it was so you know, crazy. Uh, this and is then people realize. I, I realized, you know, I, I was actually dissecting because I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna build another startup, which is my project, right? But before that, I actually dissected something, which is why people will come into NFT. Was it because of the 2020, 2021 bull run, BAYC? And honestly, yes, that is the truth. And I spoke to a lot of, uh, like, like people that actually attended my event. And, and came to meet me and whatnot, I realized something. A lot of the target audience have no fucking idea or clue like what exactly um, is, is the future of the NF- each NFT project or the future of a Web3 or have an idea of like what is Web3 itself. Uh, they, a lot of people are actually normies uh, that came in like late 2020, 2021, me included, honestly, because wow, shit, uh, BAYC 0.08 and flew to like 100 ETH. That got a huge bunch of people in. That is a good thing because a lot of people that stayed till now, we are still hopeful. We still believe in, in, in Web3 and the next thing that's going to come as the next big thing that's going to revolutionize uh, the internet and, and the interactivity of, of uh, consumers, of target audience, of the people that are still here. But most importantly, is we have, I, I would say the people here, they can be super lawyer, but we got to make sure that we keep this super lawyer of people that are still around and make them believe, you know, like 
the product that you are gonna build is it, gonna be good. It's gonna be good enough for them to chill, for them to share, for them to actually spread the word of mouth, which will, uh, in turn, become the viral effect, which what startup always talk about, which what uh, Sam Altman always talk about, the word of mouth effect. It is most effective. It is really the most effective marketing ever, ever. It's just like Azuki. Uh, they they did it really well with their uh, guerrilla marketing. Uh, uh, yeah, the the PFP looks awesome. Yes, but but they did they did it so well with the guerrilla marketing that it it comes uh, a word of mouth effect uh, for people uh, to bring people in uh, to get beans and whatnot, uh, bobu and whatnot to be a part of it. And and I I love what Gene actually mentioned about um uh, his take on uh. Being a holder of NFT itself, it's like a stakeholder. It's like you own a share, you own a piece of the company. Yes, that is so true. That is really so true in my opinion. Like you buying this product, right? Because you constitute a the part of the community because the community is really small. If it's a 10,000 collection uh, and if the, the pool is about 4,000 holders, like per holder is like it holds two on average. That is like what? That is like um, a couple of percentile of the share of the company of the ecosystem itself. So when people actively build uh, alongside the project, and they become the minor stakeholder of the company, and 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 that is where the power uh, the power of leveraging on the potential of each member of the community is is really important there. That goes. That that is the reason why sub communities in, in important as well. The small communities. Uh, we really have to focus on on community building. But what's next? A lot of people. Sixty nine. Sorry, yeah. I was about to say I couldn't have said it myself better. Um, see, I was about to give it to C Knight to close us off with some closing thought. Oh, yes, you know, yes. you raised a lot of good points. Sixty nine. Um, what you're saying. I mean, you know, it's exactly right. Right. You, you got to know um, what you're providing to people. And also, the more you do, the more you provide, the more people are going to follow you. And then that's really the ethos of a startup. C Knight, close us away. Closing thoughts. What are you? What are you thinking? No. <laughs> uh, okay. So. 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 You know. I. I. I cannot say I, I think I, I really kind of echo back here there's so much that I agree with, with what you said I, I actually came from the venture startup kind of uh, era as well so so I was in a whole startup venture capital for like the last six seven years seeing startups build and grow and, and everything you said just totally makes sense uh, I think so so I, I I mean I came in the whole industry from from Early on, right? I, I, when, when whole Bitcoin, I was in Bitcoin and crypto since 2016. I saw that boom and then sort of crash. I saw the whole GameFi boom and crash. I saw the NFT boom and crash as well. And, and I think you're right, you know, uh, there, there is this tension between, you know, knowing that it's a new era, it's, it's a new industry, right? And, and building in a new industry is always interesting because unlike what people have seen in the past, uh, if it's new, it means you're really finding new value propositions. You're trying to find what's the real value. And I think you captured it saying, you know, like, what is Web3? You know, is, is Web3, I don't know, financialization of assets with NFTs? Is Web3 community and sub-DAOs? <clears throat> is Web3, you know, building in the open? Is Web3 using marketing as a new kind of tool uh, within within social media and community? I, 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 I think all of those value propositions are being tested at the moment. And if you think of in the past, you know, Way before the whole the whole social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter came out, right? I I think people were asking those questions as well, right? And, and I think when you fast forward to like 10, 
10, 20 years later, you see, okay, you know, we, we know that Instagram can be used for, for marketing, advertisements, Google is that as well. And I think um, we're at this point where the market has come down. You know, you a few people who has left the scene, quite obviously, but the people who are here, uh, people who believe, and, and you know what? I absolutely agree with you said that you know we we need to give pe- these people who are here that reason to believe and, and I, I can tell as a project founder that that burden and that stress uh is absolutely on me you know it it, it is pressurizing but uh we are here because we believe that there is that value proposition in web3 uh we I believe that it has something to do with the community somewhere I think I think that's this magic I think people have said right with the subtitles people as well uh how do we engage the real product with this community is, is a formula which, um, yeah, uh, the jury's still out, you know, and it's something which I think, I would just throw the limelight back to Rock Radio, right? Which is, you know, they, they, <laughs> you guys are really building and putting stuff and, and I really appreciate it. I, I really remember talking to Pilk you know, right at the start and, and it's a, been a beautiful journey, and, you know. I'm glad we're still building together. I think that that's what I kind of want to end off with. And, and yeah, you know, we've got to build together to make this space better together. Yeah, yeah. You know, Wacky, uh, you know, be- before you end the space, I-, I really want to throw, you know, a few more couple of questions because like, you know, every time when we are on this, on, on spaces, right, the number one question is how do we grow our community, right? And I'm seeing, you know, different communities having the- a different approach in terms of how they are growing uh, sub-communities. So maybe let's let's go one more round. Um, you know, I want to ask Aman this, like, you know, you, you have been, you know, uh, a community manager in Mokaverse obviously you are you handling you know tons of communities do you see a different method in growing different communities or what is that main thing that you guys are doing is it more towards like in real life meetups because man like here in malaysia when you organize just spaces for malaysians uh you don't get much people turn up but when you do for example in real life event you have like you know 30 40 50 i think one one event i went to was almost 70 people so i am seeing a different kind of way whereby you know in real life event people are more uh, excited to to meet what do you think bro yeah so actually according to my experience uh actually i was working with uh Degas and youth team like last year like when we were uh, underdog like we, we didn't have like any rl event like uh they are based in la like they might have some small group of like gathering back then but like I don't think like uh like uh it's not like uh talking about the matter like I, I think like uh, it's it's like uh the market sentiment or like the the collection base like after like we we have another collection like youths and like they're more like unique holders like in our community like uh, uh they're actually more organic like uh fans and also audience uh within or like uh, outside the community so after we get the 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 uh the attention and noise like there are more and more like you can see from paris from uh the nyc or like uh, from the asia uh rl meetups like there are more and more events and rl meetups uh, afterwards so i think like uh uh I, I don't think like every like uh NFT community is like suitable for like the RL meetup like uh for for digas like uh the holders are more DJ and they're like uh like do, like doing a shui or like a- any kind of stuff during the RL event like in Morgan first like uh like people uh love to attend the uh, RL meetups like to connect with people like 
maybe like uh, get more connection, like career support or like uh, investing support from uh, any market brands or other like uh, the market first family. So I think like different projects have actually like have different nature. So I think it's hard to tell like uh, in general, but I think it's uh, very interesting to have like different case studies uh, uh, among different projects. So I always love to read uh, the case studies from all the writers, like to educate myself about like the culture uh, of every community. Yeah. Aman, if if we're not going to be able to do a shui when we go to an animo to a to an you know a mocha verse meetup, we're going to have to find something. We're going to have to do like a moki or something <laughs> like this. You know, I mean, yeah. I think yeah. I, I think you you are right that yeah, you can tell be... like Miss Phoebe to plan this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think okay, you are so... right that every. <laughs> Every community will have something different, but yeah. we need to find something. So, hey, Mystery B, you know, Aman, you guys, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to, to, be, to find, like, what's going to be the IRL special thing that we do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, a, a community that is building, they have like that whole signature move. Like, uh, you know, recently when there was this event uh, in, in Malaysia, and I think Jin and the whole crew came with that Azuki, you know, the bomber jacket, uh, instantly, you know, or everybody just stop and look at them. Like, that is the vibe. That is the style. Uh, Jin, you know, you, you've you been telling me, you know, Azuki MY, you're trying to grow it since the first day I met you. Tell me more about it. What, what plans you have for, you know, building up an Asia community, man? I mean, it's hard because, like, I mean, I have to be honest because uh, I, I would say APAC, especially developing country like Malaysia, building a sub-community is hard because, like, uh, the people is not united. That's the first thing. And geographically, Malaysia is a big country. Um, not everyone willing to come out. That's the second thing. So I, I'm actually is really proud of Pajit Asia. That they, they, they're actually doing a good job, and I'm learning from them. So what is my next plan? Is that I would try to create a an event like unofficial, official. I don't know, but I want to make it in Southeast Asia. Uh, which country doesn't matter maybe Singapore maybe Hong Kong like more developed country would be cool but yeah I, I will try to utilize my my position or my 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 power to, to do anything in my hand I can do to fight for the the minority in the in a big majority market you know yeah we have and bro I got you covered. The whole reason of Mahjong session is to build, like, honestly, when we look at, like, you know, um, overseas or, you know, people doing spaces, we always have, like, that few groups that is really together, you know, um, supporting one another but the, the way when i look at asia we have tons of you know blue chip sub community and really good asian projects um so right now you know don't see a, a spaces or you know a network whereby you know we can all just come under one roof because hey man like asia a lot of people are telling me that you know the next booth the next uh you know booth is going to be in asia and uh, right now we are here trying to do all these initiatives so really really excited to you know do more spaces with you guys and and like what Jin said, you know, the Pudgy Asia, you guys are killing it. 
definitely seeing a cross community you know in real life event meetup recently i i think it was um you know rock radio they had sponsor from yuga to run their own initiative so you know definitely i i believe like it's not going to be one community that's going to empower everybody but the whole connectivity between two different uh you know projects subcommittees coming together i see the power in it all right let, let me throw it over to maybe three miss three b because you know um I know Mokaverse, you know, you guys have a lot like, you know, the builders, the dreamers and stuff like that. So besides, you know, just having a sub DAO, do you guys or I believe that you guys wanting to create DAO that is kind of like specific in the interest of people, right? It's not just because, for example, I have a beanie and I joined the beanie DAO, but uh, I'm a builder and I joined the DAO that is, you know, supporting or creating for the builders. So tell me a little bit more on it. Is it a little bit different in terms of the initiatives that you guys are pushing out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that is actually a really good question. So, because like, um, just just some more context for everybody here. There are actually five. We call them the tribes. So, like, you know, like dreamers, builders. Those are like examples of tribes. So, it's also like some kind of like identity building as well. Like, oh, like for example, I would identify myself as a connector or a builder. And um, as for the DAOs moving forward. I don't know how much I can talk about this, but then generally speaking, these tribes will actually have their own say in running certain proposals and writing certain proposals. And the governance structure is going to be catered or customized or adjusted <laughs> based on which tribe they belong to. So, so yeah, so these are actually not only just sub-communities, but actually sub-DAOs. So really excited for that to roll out within this this year as well. <laughs> you are killing me every time. Like I you know. are teasing me, <laughs> but you're not telling the full thing. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the... <laughs> but but hey, man. Like I mean, uh, it's it's a different approach, right? In terms of when we when we're talking about community building, um, you know, yeah. having not just that simple trait, but having that whole passion behind. For example, if you are content creator, you join a DAO that empowers it. Uh, in the end of the day, I believe, like you know, the the number one thing that always we we got to do is networking right and yeah. in terms of you know networking within a community networking with another community i, I believe like all this is going to be super strong all right Maeve, gonna throw it to you what you have for us buddy uh miss trivi like uh you're, you're pulling my leg man like every time like uh, like when you share but you're not sharing like uh, there's so much i want to know about maybe talk a bit on uh <laughs> the game <laughs> Events here. I, I, I still need my job, so <laughs> I don't want to get fired. <laughs> Maybe talk a bit on the. Uh, I think it's called the ARC. I think R A R C eight. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so because like for us, we actually have this whole thing called an odyssey. So it's kind of like our activation slash storyline for all of the mochas to you know go on a mocha journey. We call it the mochana odyssey. And then the Arc 8 activation is actually one of it. So as you probably already know, like Animoca brands does have a lot of ecosystem players and Arc 8 is one of them. And what happened basically was we actually had the team from Arc 8 
they are kind of like a casual gaming app. And then they did a reskinned version of Mochaverse, which means they completely customized the game to become Mochas. And then everybody just had like a one week of fun live streaming, playing the games together, you know, having fun, trying to beat the team and win prizes. And so, yeah, it's kind of like more of an example of like how we also have fun, we build, but we also make sure, you know, it's not always just serious work, but there's also the fun as well. So it's because, uh, like, I I think Mokovic just had an AMA with uh, Viker from a great Yo, same time. So is that you know yeah. is that related to the the game or any upcoming tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> nice one, babe. Nice one. Yeah. So so for 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 Viker, uh, we're going to work with like Graves. and then apart from you know the typical you know whitelist giveaway stuff, there's also going to be like. I think also a reskin game. <laughs> I, yeah, I can say this right. Okay, I see. I see a man. Oh, I see a man <laughs> reacting. Just making <laughs> sure I'm not leaking new things. But but stop stop with that cry emoji. Lol. Okay, but anyway, so so it's going to be more than just a whitelist giveaway. It's also going to be part of the play realm, which means it's going to be about game activation. So something to look forward to as well. Hopefully, I'll have more details by next week that I can share with you all. Awesome, awesome. All right, so uh, I will throw it over to uh, the Pudgy Asia boys because, like, you know, we we talk about the toys, we talk about you know producing that whole small mini figuring and stuff like that. And so, you know, I I know that you guys are also going um to to that whole Las Vegas licensing expo. Uh, I mean, it, it's a huge deal, right? In terms of you know going to a huge expo and then you know trying to land deals, getting you know uh retailers to kind of publish the toy. So, uh, do you guys have any updates? In terms of like you know, which have you guys already obtained a few licensing stores? Uh, any update on on this matter? Hi. Um. Basically, there are no like exact announcement like where we are selling the the toys, but um, uh, like Sean previously mentioned, we have some kind of like alpha on our website, having a ban- web bench where there are different hints like what the things will. Happen, um. So I think I think what Luca, I I mean I would like to share something that Luca shared um in the previous like um podcast or or Twitter space. So one thing about him is is saying like um, hopefully Pudgy Penguins can be one of the project to represent sort of referee IP um to go to the mass market and go to the rep to like licensing market to let them know what it is. And at the same time, it's a great opportunity for us to introduce, we always talk about Trojan, right? So, I mean, people see it as toys, but we don't see it as just a small toys, but it's actually a, a ticket or actually a door for them to enter web free space. So I think this is very, very, very important. And I think this is the, the bigger vision that Luca has. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see because like right now, I mean, previously when we when we talk about toys, uh, you know, we friends, they are the one that, you know, do the partnership with Toy R Us. And then after that, that whole toy NFT craze kind of like died down. And to see like, you know, the Pudgies are banging hard in terms of this whole IP line, you know, getting the distribution up and ready. The holders are excited about it. I mean, I, I believe like this is going to be a, a big thing 
so it's pretty quiet now in the market but you know the next two three months everybody's telling me there's going to be tons of update even miss 3b here says that you know the next update is going to be in a couple <laughs> of weeks so that, you know it's, it's probably going to be a good month right yeah that's good i think that's good for the whole market right i mean like people would start not just saying what they're going to do but it's more like what they are doing yep yep and uh you know even conan said you know meme land captain couple of weeks gonna do the review so it's, it's gonna be an exciting uh journey or ahead all right gonna pass it over to Janko. maybe a few more uh statement before we close the space Janko, buddy you've been awfully quiet tell me more man like you know you you guys are actively having that you know x d gods and i know that there are so many other communities behind so tell me more about the process is it like you know um does all the communities kind of like need to get approval from the main team or is it just like an initiative you just go up about and and start doing it all right so uh things are a little bit different right now because uh, i i i what from what i heard from the core team is uh they're having some changes of the authority so back in the days it's very easy for different sub to like just hand in a proposal and probably just uh it's gonna be like en- endorsed like like straight away so we can definitely do what uh whatever we do as long as we doesn't cross the line right so but now i think this uh is getting more uh i think it's getting more a little bit different right now because uh i think the core team have some like uh the uh some like a restructuring again so right now i cannot say much but uh right now for the septows, uh, we have to like pr- submit the proposal and also we like keep a close rela- uh, communication with the core team, which we uh, for DGOS Asia is very easiest for uh, for us to do because uh, for uh, also follow up on what Amen said, uh, we also have a co uh, a founder uh, who is also a co founder of DGOS Asia. He's a founder of uh, X Plus, uh, which is Manage. He has been like communicating with the X Plus holders, like the premium holders of DGOS and also the core team as well. So basically, we have a very close relationship and the collaboration with the core team. And I think it's easier for us to uh, know and also communicate with the core team. But uh, for other subdials, I feel like the approval level is a little bit different, uh, given that uh, the situation has been changed. But anyways, uh, I really like about DGAS uh, NFTs and also like the DAO thing is we really like hear about like different uh, holders or even like, every member's opinion. So for us, we can definitely have a proper ground for discussion for like different projects as long as we're handing a proposal but uh i would say right now for subdows itself and uh, we probably need to have more consideration and also the communication with the core team yep and uh i mean it's, it's pretty similar to how we run in rock radio right um you know so just just a little bit uh update for you know how rock radio is doing right now you know they are planning in terms of, you know, creating actually subtitles, you know, getting people to vote on who will be the leader, who are running which initiative. And the whole idea is to, you know, kind of like use the rock token to update uh, the, the whole ecosystem. So like I mentioned, you know, we, we are going to have like that whole uh, learning portal where, you know, people, for example, if you guys want to create a course, you know, you guys can create it, use it, and the consumer or, you know, the people who owns the rock NFT, you know, they can generate the rock token and pay by it. So, I I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting fact, you know, um, we have been kind of like, Maeve, 
gonna gonna tell you this, buddy. Like you know, previously every event that they are doing, it's all overseas, right? But right now they are looking into you know attending events in Japan, attending events in Korea, potentially in Singapore. So I I believe like a lot of focus have been towards like you know the the Asia market, right? And so you know those are like you know Europe. Or US project that's focusing on Asia. How about you know Asia project? So maybe I'll throw the question to Conan because you know Mimland. It's a very go ahead. Be- be- before we uh, move on, uh, I was just thinking about like approvals, man. Like, uh, would sub communities need to get approvals from like you know I-, I guess like the core team, whether it comes to like events or like it's just more like vibes, you know, good times and all that. Just like a just like a random question that occurred to me. What do you think about this, man? No, so so it's it's pretty simple, right? Like for example, when you want to host an event and stuff like that, it's gonna be just free, right? You can host it, you can do it. You don't need any approval. The approval stage comes when you need funding to do something. So for example, if you're just ho- hosting, for example, a meetup whereby everybody come get their own food, get their own drinks, then it's free for all. But if you are requesting kind of like you know a fund to run a certain program, then you will go through that whole you know that uh, nouns they have like that whole system whereby you can vote uh, holders of the NFT can vote and see whether it passed or not so it's going to be similar to that so it's going to be proposal based uh, voted by the sub DAO community so for example if it's going to be for example Rock Radio Asia we have five different communities those communities will be able to vote and see whether that whole motion pass or not so it's going to be a very fast system it's, it's kind of like how if you really put the work in you get uh, paid because the community sees it and respect it all right, so gonna throw uh, one last one last question to Conan is that you know uh, we we talk about you know Europe uh, projects coming to Asia, but right now, for example, a project that is really strong in Asia, how do you see Mimland trying to you know make the approach to cross cross border, not just be in Asia, but the whole whole world? Oh, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I, I I think. Um... Uh, for Mimland, um, I think uh, it has its own advantage that the Nike, the 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 great brand behind, is already a very international brand. So people won't have any problem like uh, to understand what Mimland really is about, like uh, the culture or the spirit behind this uh, multinational brand that uh, like all people who surf on the internet already knows, like like about trolls, about memes, about funny things. So for the like company culture or the product culture, I think is not very hard for the Western world to understand. But uh, something to be noticed is that um, we have a very strong community in Asia. But uh, by far as I know, even in the US, in Europe, we also have the um, a very strong community too. So uh, I, I think the people there is... Um, willing to take up a role to organize their own community as well. Uh, there's a huge group in uh, mainland communities called the uh, uh, PBN. It's the Painfully Bullish Network. Uh, the Painfully Bullish term actually got like endorsed by the mainland project. Like the Painfully Bullish is like a new level of bullish, and they use it as a slang and uh, they uh, host uh, AMAs and uh, they doing posts very frequently every day like almost every hour to um and like to make sure all the uh english use english user of meme land holders uh well well notice or like uh have a page to stick into 
uh, rather than those official announcements announced by Mimlan. So by far, I, I think if Mimlan want to like have a great uh, offline communities in, in Europe or or like uh, America, it's very, uh, it would be cool if the PBN or other holders group like us take up the role and host by themselves because um, that would be the only way out. Love it, love it. All right, guys, you know, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, basically, you know, um, really happy to host Mahjong Sessions with you guys. You know, this is the first ever episode. And, uh, you know, it, it's pretty interesting to see every of you guys here, builders, sub-communities, project founders. And, uh, you know, hopefully every week, you know, we, we have you guys here with us, you know, talking about different topics, every initiative that you guys are doing. So, guys... Once again, thank you for joining the Mahjong Sessions. And just a little bit of update, PewCast right now, we will be having three different shows a week. So it's going to be, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day, uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 9 p.m. GMT plus 8, which is Singapore time, Hong Kong time. So for Tuesday, we're going to have Ren Arver, which is about talking about what's happening in the NFT market. On Wednesday, we will have Mahjong Sessions with every Asian sub communities and also blue chip nfts and on thursday we will have hotbox which is you know what's coming up the latest projects and tomorrow in hotbox we will be having a polygon spaces with you know seven different polygon nft projects together so hey if you guys love it want to you know understand more about polygon see you guys tomorrow and as always thank you thank you so much for being here uh once again i hope you guys have fun man Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Thank you so much, guys. It was amazing. Thanks, man. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>